It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. The driver's seat. Stevie Johnson's going to fight him all the way up to the line. Who'll get there first? Kelly, I reckon. No, Johnson got it. The driver's seat. It's redemption day for Daniel Ricciardo. He wins the Monaco Grand Prix. The driver's seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson for Kubota. Together, we are building Australia. Well, we are still in North Queensland, and uh, it only seemed fitting to throw a bit of Lee Kernigan, or was it Troy Casadale? I'm not quite sure, but... That was Lee. Oh, there we go. Yeah, that was Lee. I reckon. Uh, Not that I am the devoteur of your country and western (laughs) music, but I reckon that was... uh, I was about to say, no one was more upset when they cancelled Tamworth than Matt McKeldin, I can tell you that. Oh, (laughs) mate, I had to... I had to. I I just pulled out the the boots and the hat, and now I've had to put it away back into storage. (laughs) Yes. Unfortunately. Uh, You are are listening to The Driver's Seat, not watching Country Music Australia TV. Uh, We do it thanks to our mates at Kubota Building Australia. Of course, we are in Townsville for the last of the double-double header. Yes. Mm. Last of the double double head. Well, no, not last of the double double headers because we've got two that were recently. Yeah, but it's not a double double. Oh, it's not a double double. No, it's not we're, well, four you, weeks straight. You, yeah, hard to go from Townsville to Taylor Bend to do another double mm. in uh, in one week. Yeah. I think <laughs> so. Yeah, last of that. But but we will have one more double header to, to round out the regular sprint season, mm-hmm. which will be at Taylor Bend, and then we head off to the greatest race of them all, Mount Panorama. Which I'm really glad, Stevie J. We'll talk about it a little bit later on, but I'm pretty glad that they announced that it's going to be the end of the season. Get these guys back to their families, yep. regroup, recover, and then we'll kick it all off again next year. I love the fact that it's going to finish at Bathurst. I think it should do it every year. That should be our final, not Sydney or Newcastle or whatever. So mm-hmm. I, for one, am happy with that. That is, of course, a fantastic segue into our Bendix Breaks Big Moment. Now on the driver's seat, another Bendix Breaks Big Moment. Bendix, Australian technology for all-weather confident braking. Yeah, put your foot down with confidence. Bendix Breaks, the calendar is locked in for the rest of 2020. And also this means Sandown, the Tasmania Super Sprint and the Perth Super Night officially off the table with the announcement that the Bend Motorsport Park will return to the 2020 Virgin Australia Supercars Championship calendar. Jeez, it's been an on and off again thing with the Bend, hasn't it? Well, well yeah, it they has. were scrubbed and now they're back again. But, you know, a lot of that was due to, obviously, the border restrictions as well, like not being able to get in there. And now that, obviously, the, the Supercar Roadshow has been Northern Territory and Far North Queensland now for four weeks, um, you know, obviously now they can, you know, they're eligible, I guess, to get down there and uh, and and obviously supercars have done a great job with obviously the Shahins at the bend to to piece together this deal um, to do another I guess two 
race weekends in a row down there, which I would assume is going to be probably six races uh, before yep. they head to uh, to the big one at Bathurst. But I've got to say, on a personal note, and everyone's going to disagree with me here, except for you, maybe you, Stevie J, I was hoping we were going to get, go to QR. Yeah, I, I, I was same. hoping we were going to go to QR. I'd love it if we'd have actually gone to QR and then down to Taylor Bend and yep. then back to Bathurst, trying to get as much racing in as possible. Uh, money was going to have to be spent to get QR ready and up to standard, and uh, they basically couldn't come to an agreement. So mm. Taylor Bend got the gig second time back to Adelaide. Yep. They're still not sure what they're going to do for crowds in terms of Bathurst. Now, obviously, the Bend is going to have uh, crowds of up to 10,000 people per day, but yep. Bathurst still has a big question mark around it in terms of a crowd. It does, and I'll put my head on the chopping block and say <laughs> there won't be crowds. I just don't think there'll be crowds. Remembering that, of course, a lot of the crowds that come to Bathurst are from Victoria, mm. uh, and certainly they're not going to be able to cross the border. Um, New South Wales still has numerous cases in Sydney, Greater Sydney, Western Sydney. I just don't think they, they're going to have crowds, which will be so weird, but I just, I don't know. I don't think they're going to have crowds. I think they'll be crowdless. If you go to Victoria and New South Wales right now, with the increase in cases, you'll more more than likely be crowdless. Having said all of that, mm. we know that the numbers are dropping and things change by the hour, so they might turn around and say, well, no one on the top of the hill, Stevie J, but social distance, you know, on the main straight They might there, have, like, pockets. They may be able to have know. someone down there, yeah. yeah, or through the chase or whatever, but harder to control at the top of the mountain. So more than likely, uh, if they do have crowds, it'll be limited to, you know, reduced numbers like five to 10,000 in a manageable space and somewhere like the main straight and the chase is probably more than uh, is about all they can handle. But at the end of the day, yeah. I don't care. Let's just get it on TV. I tell you what it will do. The TV numbers, if they don't have a crowd, will go through the roof. Mm, the TV much. numbers will be extraordinary. So anyway. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pose the question to you, Steve, because you've had a fair bit of time around that mountain in a supercar, and mm -hmm. Jamie and Scotty are neck and neck in terms of points. It could come down to the... Of just a big old finale at Bathurst with everything on the line. If you're Scotty Mack, you've got Tim Slade, a brand new co-driver, completely new co-driver in your car. He's never driven a Mustang before except for the limited test days. And you've got Jamie Wincup with Craig Lowndes, a guy that a hell of a relationship with. They've both won Bathurst together. Who would have the more, the most confidence going in here? Oh, <laughs> Nimsy. Do you, seriously, Man, do you yeah, want... I, I'm actually backing away from the microphone on this one. You're putting you, in a ripper spot. Do you want me to turn up this... Um, hot plate to extreme <laughs> that you've just put me on. But look, I, yeah, but like, you're the only one that's been around the mountain in a supercar, <laughs> so you'd, you're the most qualified to say this. Matty and I, we can have our yep. opinion, but <laughs> now I, uh, you know, obviously Craig's just he's an amazing talent and has been for so many years, and we debuted the same year. Watch him on the fence here. No, Watch no, him no, go I, on the I, fence here. Like Craig, Craig, you would you would have to say Craig, 100. percent But yeah, and you know. Tim and I know Tim. He's a he's an he's a very fast and he's a very experienced driver. So if I draw, I guess my opinion from mid year last year when I had a drive of the DJR TP Mustang out at QR, yep. it was actually quite funny. I haven't been in it for since two thousand and thirteen, mm -hmm. and it's come back pretty quick. You know, like it didn't take me that long wow. to to get. 
back up to a reasonably brisk pace. I actually got back into the groove pretty quickly after being out for that many years. And Tim's he has driven it this year. He's done a couple of ride days at the start of the year. Yeah. Uh, so I don't think it's going to take him long to get in. I think the confidence thing and the team that he's in that's going to be the telltale. Craig will just he fits in there. He's cool, calm, and collected. He gets to Bathurst. He's like Dick Johnson. You know, he, Dad might not have been right at the top of his game towards the end of his career in the whole championship side of things, mm. but go Bathurst, come Super to Bathurst. Strong. And he was as fast as anybody. Mm. And I think Craig will be like that. Um, Tim, last year, you know, hit the fence early on, uh, mm. lap one, you know, and, uh, you know, he's now with arguably the best team, one of the best teams in the country that will be expecting a lot of him. Yes. So, so there's going to be a Craig and pressure Jamie, there. got to be odds on. I think Craig, I mean, Craig yep. and Jamie as a team, I think, yeah, absolutely. Mm. absolutely. SVG and GT, red hot. SVG and GT, you can't yep. go past those two and guys having, either. And don't get me wrong, I'm not riding off Scott and Tim either. Tim, you know, you got to remember these guys now, they don't actually need to be in the car. The, the co-drivers don't need to be in the car for a very long time as they did previously because the stints are shorter. The main drivers do a lot more double stints now and um, the, the you know they end up triple stinting to the end. So I don't think... Uh, you look at Paul Morris and, and Chaz Mostert back in 2014. You know, Chaz drove it to the front, Paul drove it to the back, Chaz drove it to the front, you know, all there, thereabouts. But Paul was nowhere near as quick as the main drivers and that. So And, and he admitted it, but he kept the car there. Um, he gave it back to Chaz. They were able to get the strategy right and they end up winning the race. So, you know, you just never know what's going to happen. But on paper, yeah, Craig and Jamie are going to be a very, very tough um, team to beat. That was our Bendix Brakes. A big moment. Put your foot down with confidence. Bendix Brakes, Australian technology for all-weather confidence braking. You're listening to The Driver's Seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we are building Australia. Back with Todd Hazelwood right after this. This is The Driver's Seat for Kubota. Together, we are building Australia. Welcome back to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making Tomorrow Matter, and together we are building Australia. Right now, though, it's time for our feature interview. We've got one lap remaining at the sharp end of the field, and there's nothing between LeBrock, Heimgartner, Reynolds, and Hazelwood. It's the next chapter. What's all the heads at Now he's having a lunch down the inside. Now, what's this do for Hazelwood? Because remember, this is his favourite spot, and Dave knows it. It certainly was a cracking finish at Sydney Motorsport Park, Volume 2. And you've got to say, guys, look, Todd Hazelwood has had one of those. Uh, you want to talk about a baptism by fire. His first couple of seasons in the main game uh, were, well, incredibly baptismy and fiery, weren't they? Yeah, well, I think when you... The char- let's call it character building. Character That's building. probably what it is. And I think when you're with a team of guys at MSR, at Matt Stone Racing, you know, they're not front runners right now. They're still building. They're still learning, that kind of stuff. And when you're in that mid-pack to the backpack, it's... Playing for sheep stations and every corner accounts and all of that kind of stuff. So it's a pretty hectic place to be. But Todd Hazelwood, I think this year seems to be just one step ahead now with BJR. He's just gone up one level. Um, we know he had that highlight of, of P3 at SMP. Um, 
still got some struggles, but on continually on the improve, I reckon, anyway. Yeah, he's uh, been one of our favourites here on the driver's seat, and he joins us once again, I think for the first time, too, in season 2020. So please welcome back to the driver's seat, Todd Hazelwood. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me back. It's been too long since we last had a chat, so thanks for having me back on again. <gasps> That's all right, mate. I mean, it's it's it, as I said there, it's been an interesting year for you. It's been an interesting year for all of us, let's be honest. But at the end of the day, you've made, I think, a step forward with the BJR car. Oh, big step. I, I, big step I, I, forward, Big step I think. forward. And I think BJR have made a big step forward too. Would that would that be how at this point of the season you'd summarise where you're at at the moment, do you reckon? Yeah, 100%. I think you hit the nail on the head. I've uh, really come to grips with the car um, at Brad Jones Racing since the start of the year, I think, quite well. You know, it's, it's certainly a very different car to drive, very different style, and the way you engineer and set up the car is totally different philosophy, philosophy to what I've ever been used to. Um, so it's been a new challenge and you know, for me personally, I'm happy with the way everything's going and obviously the success that BJR are, take, uh, are tasting at the moment with Nick getting a couple of race wins, myself getting a podium. Um, last year, they only achieved one single podium. So for us this year, we're on a roll and we want to keep building and keep working together and I think the combination that we've got from all from the drivers, the engineers, and the, and the personnel that we've got at BGR, it's a fantastic mix, and I'm really just loving my time being part of the crew there. Todd, is it, is it a? Uh, uh, I guess is is it down to you turning up there? Well, I mean, you, let us know. Is it a coincidence that all of a sudden BGR's level has lifted? That the <laughs> the wise young fella in Todd Hazelwood's rolled up there with all his knowledge. Oh. 100%. You know, it's, uh, you know, since I've rolled in, it's the only thing they changed over the off-season, and look at it, it's been amazing. Um, but no, seriously. Um, no, I think it's just a combination of things. Yeah, they, they, Those guys worked tremendously hard last year trying to unlock something and trying to understand how they try and go from being that sort of consistent mid-pack field runner and, and then use that race pace that they've always shown incredibly well to then put that into qualifying and then, you know, set themselves up for an even better weekend. And I think that's just simply been the biggest thing from last year to this year is, you know, qualifying pace, having that confidence and braking and a few other little things, a few different ideas from, you know, whether it be myself or a different engineering group. And, um, yeah, we've been able to come up with a combination that's really starting to gel and, and work for... Uh, particularly for Nick and I. And that, I think, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, I mean, you've come from MSR, which was a one-car outfit. Now you're in BJR, and it's a four-car outfit. You've got three other drivers to bounce uh, ideas off, uh, I guess, overlay data with. You've got different data engineers. I mean, give us a bit of an insight to that difference between where you were with regard to really no data to look at over the weekend to now where you're at and how much better that is for you. To be honest, it was a bit of a culture shock for me when I first rolled up in the workshop um, literally a week after the last round of the year in, in Newcastle and just seeing how quickly everything evolves overnight with such a big team. You know, there's over 50, well, at, at the point when I first moved to the team, there was over 50 people working within the workshop. As you mentioned, all the engineers, there's actually a whole floor of engineers. And when I was at Matt Stone Racing, I, I was, you know, my right-hand man was Wesmo, who was, you know, essentially the, the main engineer and team manager and all the other roles that he was playing. Um, we probably had a, a workshop floor of about 15 to 18 people a full-time role, but also spread over other categories. So it was, yeah, very different sort of atmosphere to get my head around. And then the fact that I've got so much information coming at me that, like you said, I just simply wasn't used to and didn't didn't have you know, the ability to look at all this sort of stuff. So now it's actually been really exciting to try and pinpoint the areas that I need to work on and, and keep building myself as a driver and also understanding 
you know how how this, these BJR cars work, and yeah, so far it's been awesome. And and it's funny actually, the stats don't lie because you are in your third season full time. Um, you know, in 2018, your best result was P13 in Newcastle. Your 2019 best result was a fifth, but you did have three top ten finishes, which was good. Uh, and you had that five that Adelaide 500 shootout, but you know P5 was your top. You're already up at P3 now, uh, rocketing up the championship. What are your goals for? the rest of this season and how much of a confidence build will this be do you reckon heading into whatever the 2021 season looks like yeah for me you know coming to this year with open eyes you know we didn't really know what to expect in some ways coming to the team at BJR I knew it was going to be a step forward as far as capability and for me to improve and, and keep building my, as myself as a driver and as a person within the championship um, didn't really know what I was going to achieve as far as results but as soon as I started to get a, a taste of what the car was capable of and obviously when COVID hit, it essentially like, felt like I hit the, the reset button and started the year all over again, you know, learning all the names in the workshop, well, sort of did, um, the learning the button. car again. So, um, yeah, there's been a few been a few challenges. So for me, when I've come out of Sydney and, and you know, when obviously everyone been sitting on the sidelines for 14 and a half weeks and then to come back and instantly, you know, we were fighting for a race win, essentially that first weekend back. So for me, it was a big shot in the arm to... I suppose prove to myself that, you know, we can do this as a combination, as a team, you know, what we've got here, we're capable of doing some great things and then to bounce back and then, you know, we had a bit of redemption, come back with a podium the following weekend, you know, that really cemented to me, if, hey, if we can put this whole thing together, we could, you know, we could have a really solid year here and, you know, we'll, we walked away, you know, we're currently 13th in the points at the end of Adelaide, um, we're then, then 11th after Sydney, and then, you know, really, we had a bit of a disastrous time up in Northern Territory, unfortunately, which pushed us right back out of the points, which is frustrating because, you know, we, we kind of evaluated our, I suppose, our expectations going into the rest of the year and what we thought we were capable of as a group. And we collectively said, you know, hey, let's try and get inside that top 12 of the championship. I think that would be a good win considering it's my first year in the team and still learning and building with, the you know, this whole new relationship. So, you know, hopefully we can get... You know, back on track from this weekend onwards and get back towards that goal. So let's look forward to the the big one in October, the great race, the Bathurst 1000, announced during the week that your co-driver will be Jordan Boyce. Um, between you, me and the gatepost, Stevie J and a couple of our listeners, uh, how do you feel about having a super rookie join you for the race rather than someone who's perhaps got a little bit more ex- uh, experience? I mean, Jordan has got pace. He showed some pace in Super 2 at the end of the last year. Um, would you have preferred someone a little more experienced or do you reckon Jordan will do the job? Look, it's always a, a tough tough place to be. Um, you know, at, in this point of the time of, of the year when you're trying to look for who who you can have in your car and who do you think is going to be, do the best job. But even at the start of the year, I, I pinpointed Jordan Boys as a candidate and said, you know, if anyone can do the job as a rookie, it's got to be this guy. You know, I've seen him since go-karts. I always rated his race craft, his ability to, to be smart and, and understand the game. And I always thought he was, he's probably better than what he's probably achieved in Super 2, if, if that helps paint a picture of how I see Jordan as a driver. Um, so I rate him really highly. Um, I've got full confidence that he's going to do a fantastic job to the team at BJR. He's actually driven the car a lot um, over the years um, at different periods, whether it be evaluation days or rookie days and things like that. So um, he has got a good, good idea of how the car works and the simple things, how the dash layout is and the anti-roll bar adjusters and all that sort of stuff that you know comes 
comes into fruition when you when you throw someone in the car for the biggest race of the year. Um, there was potentially a couple other candidates that may have had a bit more of experience, but I think for someone that can do the job, he's done done a bit of racing this year in Super Two. Obviously, not as much as we would we would all like, but I think from my point of view, I, I got full faith that Jordan will do a great job and can't wait to have uh, two young guys going out at the biggest race of the year and, and seeing what we can do. And I guess for you, importantly too, uh, he's been to Bathurst. He's, he's raced at Bathurst. He's been quick at Bathurst last year. I think by memory he was P2 or 3. Um, I can't... From from yeah. watching the yeah. race, I know obviously Bryce won it and then got that penalty, but I think Jordan was second or third. So He's going to be pretty handy around there, isn't he? And, and obviously just something for you to be able to coach him into, you know, what he needs to do um, over those, you know, relatively long stints that he's going to need to do at the 1,000. Yeah, look, it's going to be a huge strain on all the drivers that are signing up. You know, obviously the fact that most of the drivers that are co-drivers this year have done, you know, no racing or any racing, you know, especially leading into the biggest race of the year. And a lot of the main drivers as well haven't done any big long stints. So it's going to be a huge strain on team you know first time doing pit stops since adelaide at the start of the season doing fuel strategy we haven't been able to do that over in refining our fuel numbers and things like that over the last few rounds and then throwing in co-drivers so far i think to me and the team we've made a pretty smart decision getting someone out of super two that's done some laps as you said he's fast he's done laps at bathurst he fits well within the team he knows a lot of people there pretty well we're both very similar height um and for me i've been a rookie in 2017 and then the last two seasons I've actually had rookies driving with me so I've gone through that process myself in the last couple of years of how to help get these guys through on on the biggest day of their life which you know to me I feel like that was certainly the case you know it's it can be a bit stargazing you know lining up and a bit doing a whole Bathurst 1000 event for the first time but you know hopefully I can uh, you know get him through best way possible and when the helmet's down or the helmet's on and the visor's down, it's 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 race day and we can get on with the job and I'm, I'm sure he'll be fine. So let's talk Townsville 2.0. Um, Townsville 1, you qualified 12th, 17th and 5th, finished 23, 13th and 5th. Uh, what are we looking at for, for Townsville 2? Where's What's a goal? What does a good weekend look like? Some make a lot better than last weekend, put it that way. <laughs> um, no, I think, I think for us, now we've got a car that's certainly capable of speed and, and we showed that early on on Saturday. You know, we had a car that was comfortably in the top 10 in the shoot, like going part one qualifying we were strong. Qualifying two, we were comfortably inside the top 10 and then on the second run, when the track got a little bit better, we went out and we had an engine misfire and we just missed the top 10 shootout by less than half a tenth. So that was pretty frustrating. And then we had the engine issue in race one, but ultimately we got cleaned up in the, the incident at turn one anyway. So that was certainly not ideal. And then uh, we just were a bit on the back foot of understanding where the track was at Sunday morning in qualifying one, where we saw us further back than where we thought we should be. But we made a quick little tune-up for, for Q3 and we were back to P5 where I thought the, you know, the true potential of the car was around that sort of area. So I think going into this weekend, no doubt we can use that knowledge, use that shot in the arm from the result that we got on the Sunday of two cars inside the top five that we can keep building on that and you know, hopefully have a, a much more consistent weekend, grab some points and, hey, who, who knows? You know, Townsville is one of those places that can throw up a challenge and, and throw up a mixed result and 
hopefully we can capitalise and potentially grab another trophy, which would be really nice for the whole team at BJR. Just before we let you go, mate, uh, what sponsor have we got on the car this week? Is it the Black Duck Seat Covers Commodore again? Yeah, that's it. We've uh, fed the ducks some bread this week and we're going to have a good weekend. <laughs> so we've got Black Duck Seat Covers uh, on board once again and, you know, really appreciate their support. They've come on during this COVID period. They're an Australian business, Australian brand, Australian made and owned um, and fantastic product. And, yeah, super thankful to having those guys on board again once again and it's been a great, great partnership so far. I'm just wondering, Nimsy and Matty, if it does rain, because we've seen some pretty big rain up there, yeah. if it does rain, how fast is Todd going to be in the wet with his black, <laughs> black with duck? His, with his duck feet. He's going to be on fire. Well, that's you probably laugh. not a good it thing to say. It was raining today here at Townsville, so <laughs> it could happen. And maybe saying Toddy's going to be on fire is probably not good to say now that he's driving a BJR car from last year. So uh, anyway, so we'll, we'll, we'll pass on that and hope, let's hope that those duck feet come out under some wet weather, mate, and you're, uh, you're right up the end of the pointy end. Uh, thanks, guys. No, I really appreciate that. Looking forward to seeing what we can do. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. Together, we are building Australia. Great to have your company on the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota Building Australia. Let's get straight into this week's Power Rankings. This is the driver's seat Power Rankings. Much like the Brownlow Medal or the Dally M, it is, of course, a 3-2-1 ranking of how the drivers performed over the weekend. And let's get the rankings before the NTI Townsville Super Sprint. we got Scott McLaughlin sitting on top with 20 votes, Nick Perkat with nine votes, uh, Will Davison with six votes, Fabian Coulthard and Scotty Pye share five votes apiece. Three votes to Jamie Winkup, Shane Van Gisbergen, Anton Di Pasquale and Todd Hazelwood. And one vote to Cameron Waters, Lee Holdsworth and Jack LeBrock. Matty, let's turn to you. Your three, two, one, please. I am going to push one point to Chaz, which I think gets him on the board mm-hmm. from memory. Yep. Uh, so I'm going to give a point to Chaz because Chaz was red hot across the weekend, CBJ. Had he had not had he not had that deflating, weird deflating tyre issue in race three, uh, he was on for podiums all round. So uh, I'm going to give him one point and, and the hard luck award because he was fired uh, up for those races. Uh, I'm going to give two to Cam Waters. Cam was consistent all weekend. In fact, one of the only guys that was consistently in that top five. So he was quick. He At one point really in time, quick. he was like doing a Shane Van Gisbergen job to Scotty Mack in that last he race. Was. Yeah, he was. He was. So I, I really rated his drive up there. And three points, you can't go past Jamie Wincup. Mm-hmm. I mean, the guys just... Every every time you sort of have to think he's he's old and you got to write him off, he puts in a performance like that, and you just go, you are still, you are, and still are, and will be the goat for a little while longer, I believe. Mm. Well, let's go for the three, two, one, uh, Stevie Jack. I'm going to go one point to Scotty Pye, mm-hmm. and I know he didn't finish anywhere on the podium, but he finished three races in the top ten. His best was P6 in race 21, but he gained 25 spots over the whole weekend in the three races. He he, uh, he gained like nine spots in on race 21. He gained uh, 10 spots in race 20 and, and he also gained six spots in race 19. So that's a big effort. And, and, and by far, the, the driver that came forward the furthest over the whole weekend. Yep. Um, so I, I just yeah, thought that's a, a really that's good... good and to be able to do that, stay out of trouble uh, and you look at, um, you know, where he's qualified, you know, race one, he qualified in P15. So to be able to miss all that... 
carnage yeah. and still get through, I think it was a great effort. But that's my point. You shouldn't be qualifying P15 to start No, he with. shouldn't. He shouldn't. But, I mean, that's uh, why if you look at Cam Waters, who, you know, he was consistent top five all weekend. But anyway, yeah, that's right. Yeah, but Move Cam on. Waters gets a special mention later. So okay. right. <laughs> Everyone gets a ribbon. <laughs> um, I'm going to give two points to Chaz because you're right. He would have had three solid uh, podium finishes without that really weird tyre issue. Yep. Uh, it's got to be some sort of a tyre bead um, rim issue. But I how, does know, it, like, how does it come off the bead and then reseal and pressure up again? I don't know. Uh, three points goes to Jamie Winkup. Just very, very clinical and typical of Jamie Winkup in Townsville. So great effort, keeping that, uh, keeping that championship alive dropping that points deficit quite a bit. Um, and anyway, so I'd like to do a special mention to um, Cam Camo. Waters, obviously because of his solid, solid weekend. I think his P4 was the one that just put it put him out of my top three there, even though P4 is Gosh. not that bad. And also I would like to give a good shout-out to our good mate Chris Pither, oh, P11 yeah, in race one. Yeah. Uh, I think sensational effort. And not on tyre compounds. It was all the no, same tyre compounds. It was all one tyre. Genuine so, pace and race craft yep, and so strategy. Good on Crispy. Um, obviously, race two and three didn't go his way, <laughs> but um, race one was sensational. Nice work for Crispy there. And remember, for whatever moment, there is always a Coke to share with any oh, friends. Oh, here it is. From Coca- Did you get your slab yet? Did it arrive from Coca Cola Amatol? I think due, Free to, drinks? due to COVID restrictions, it's still in the mail. But um, there is a Coke for every moment. Coca Cola Classic, uh, no sugar. Coke with energy. And and uh, Diet Coca-Cola. But I could be here forever talking about all the wonderful varieties of Coca-Cola, and we'd all love to share a Coke with our buddy Chris Pither. But let's get to this week's Race Rewind. This is the driver's seat race rewind. We always like to do a little bit of an interactive race rewind, and we threw it up on our Facebook page. Just a, a, another episode of Where's Junior, and correctly, everyone guessed that it was the 2000 Bathurst 1000, which, uh, Stevie J, you started off on the front row as well. We did start it off the front row. Had a had a pretty good car that year, actually. That was my first full-time year in supercars, 2000. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so we... We um, basically qualified in the pouring down rain uh, in the shootout, finished second in the shootout, got a great start and led the race for quite a while at the start of the race. So, yeah, I think we ended up P4 in the end. That is correct. But uh, I'll tell you one thing. Now, this, of course, was the last time that Bathurst ended this season and it also decided who would win the championship. And it is remembered for uh, this moment. Mark Crofton gets squeezed on the curve. As he tries to the big camp Commodore. He's managed to do it, I think, without any damage, but Skate goes with him. Oh. Like a barge pole through the traffic. Look at Neil, he's finally back on the inside. I don't believe it. Oh, can you believe it? Oh, no, Mark Skate managed to hang on to it. Neil Crofton's gone. Is the car right? A whole front of the car has been taken off. Can you believe that? Now, the best part—the best part of that footage was the front of that Falcon was literally like it was like someone unplugged it like Lego style off the front. It was just sitting, and it was on the road. On the road, it was ridiculous. <laughs> do you want to wait? Do you want to know where I was? 
Not really. Oh, okay. Not particularly. Well, I wasn't in catering, I can tell you that. <laughs> so it was actually a good day at the office for DJR because uh, Paul Radisich and Jason Bright finished P2. You obviously uh, came in P4 there. But uh, this was the championship decider between... Um, One of my four billion P4 finishes, <laughs> but anyway. Sorry, Mark Winterbottom's taking that mantle Steve Johnson, now. Mr. P4. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but yeah, this was the last time the championship was decided at Bathurst and Scafie and Lowndes were battling... Uh, with Garth Tander and uh, Jason Bugwana, Bugwana, who actually ended up winning the race there. So if yeah. GRM decide to go back this year, it's a, a decent omen. Garth, Garth had a burnt buttocks in that he because obviously you know Garth six foot four and a bit and yep. Bugs is about three foot seven. Yeah. And <laughs> uh, so the the seat insert and everything back then was huge. So Garth literally had to sit in a seat with no bottom pad and no back pad. And then there's something happened through the race that where the exhaust goes exhaust, under the yeah. seat. Yeah. No, but it, it something happened whether the the heat shielding come off or whatever. And Garth and well, we can talk about this. He's told me he literally had two massively burnt butt cheeks wow. from the last stint in the race. He couldn't sit in the seat straight because it was so hot. And yeah, he had massive blisters on his um, on his cheeks. It was a, a hell of a um, bathist for the stats. 13 safety cars. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Se- yeah, seven well, hours or so. That's would it. Be. Seven hours and 23 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Whereas now, I think last year was like six hours something. Six early six, or six and a quarter. Like that's yep. an hour shorter yep. <laughs> than back in 2000. <laughs> that's that's incredible, isn't it? Uh, what else you got there, Nimsy? We've got, uh, yeah, Tanner and Bargs. Yeah, it was myself and Cam McLean. So he was, that was the year that dad retired mm-hmm. totally. So he actually, dad actually drove with me in the 2000 uh, Queensland 500. Um, he did too. Because there was an issue and Cam couldn't do it, I don't think. Um, yeah. Is so that the one, the rat one? Did the rat win that one? No, that was uh, 2001. No, no, it was 2001 where Look rat and myself won. It was 2001. Well, I've actually. Sorry, got, yeah, well, I know. No, I've actually I just got remember the, from, um, I remember the guy with the waving jacket along the uh, at turn one through and the, the guy with his, And the guy with the no shirt. Yeah, with yeah, the, was, no yeah, shirt on yeah. and his stubbies down yeah. halfway down his, his crack. How Queensland was that? Rolling out in the Queensland work boots. <laughs> got the double pluggers, the, uh, the old, old stubbies. The old rugged shorts ruggers. halfway down his butt crack and no shirt on in the rain with a tinny of, uh, of uh, I reckon it was Forex. Rex or Bundaberg. Yeah, good. I'll tell you what, though, with those 13 safety guards, that record could be broken this year, considering the fact you've got possibly a rookie team coming on board uh, in terms of yeah. Gary Rothers Motorsport. And, and a bunch of rookie drivers. And a whole bunch of rookie drivers, yep. along with zero seat time for a lot of the co-drivers. So, uh, wow. hey, records are meant to be broken. That's the old, uh, that's what they always say. But that but was... Nimsy, as I said, just quickly, uh, just to touch on that point, Macaulay Jones hasn't announced, Jack Smith hasn't announced, Gartner hasn't announced, Rick Kelly hasn't announced, Alex Davison and Chris Pither haven't announced, and the wildcard hasn't been confirmed. And yet, both all the Kostekis are in, uh, Thomas Randall's in, Jordan Boys is in, Caruso, Dave O, Will, uh, Will Brock Feeney, James Moffat, Will Brown, Brody Kostecki, Delberto, Slade, Jimmy Golding, Dean Fiore, Kostecki, Jake that is, Dave Russell, Garth Tander, Craig Lance. Like, that's the experience pool right there. Mm. Any of those other guys, you are going to now have to go to the well and pick up not experienced people. Yeah. Yeah, maybe that'll be a little bit clearer as we approach the great race. That was our race rewind right here on the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota, building Australia. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. Together, we are building Australia.
Almost time to wrap it up here on this week's show, but before we go, let's climb the podium. Now on the driver's seat, the podium. Let's see what's P1 on the podium. It is, of course, Will Davison rejoining Tickford Racing. He will be partnering Cameron Waters in the number six Monster Energy Racing Ford Mustang in what will be his 17th consecutive start in the great race. Now, this partnership locks in the Tickford Enduro lineup. Brock Feeney will pair with James Courtney. James Moffat back in car number 55 with Jack LeBrock this time. And Lee Holdsworth reuniting with Michael Caruso, who, of course, was with Cam Waters last year. Yeah, and how good is it to see Wilbur back in a race suit? Tough luck story of the year, obviously, with his team departing due to COVID-19. He does suit that monster energy look and flat peak, doesn't he? Even though he's nearly 40 or 40. Yeah. Is he 40? I don't think he's He's getting very close. Anyway. Very close. Uh, Yeah, good to see him back. And and you know what? I think it proves also the quality of the guy. He left that team under difficult circumstances. He could have thrown his toys out of the cot. It could have had a big, massive hissy fit. Um, And he's been brought back into that team to partner with uh, to partner with Cam in the Monster Energy Falcon uh, Falcon uh, Mustang, mm-hmm. good combination and red hot for Bathurst's. We talked about a little bit earlier about who could win and who's That's right on. That be is a solid combo. Solid. And he was driving. You know, he's obviously driven this year, Adelaide. Yep. yep. Uh, and he was he was the pace setter. He was the pick of the Tickford cars yep. and has has been there or thereabouts. Um, you know. Last year and obviously in Adelaide, he was yeah, he he'll be fast. Him, both him and Cam will be, uh, and he knows the car. He knows the car. He knows the team. He's been there before. Yep. He'll just slot straight in yep. and just be like a rocket ship. And so Cam's good on Will. And he's thirty eight years old. Just thirty eight. Well, there you go. And Cam's in a good patch of form. Yes, Cam's driving um, really, like very I mean, he well. Is easily the fastest Mustang behind. Uh, Scotty. Yeah, Probably regularly. the fastest Mustang in, in, in Townsville. Oh, he was in Townsville, period. 100%. He had Scotty's yep. measure yep. for three quarters of the weekend. Yeah, yeah. So he's he's coming in. A, he's in a rich vein of form currently. And uh, if that if that continues if that continues to the bend and then up to the mountain, you know, could be could be Monster Energy. Could be Tick for G. Could be Monster Energy. And, and a good combo. So, and just great to see Will back in a car, I reckon. A two-time Bathurst winner there and a guy that actually knows his car and his team pretty damn yep. well. But uh, let's get on to the next step of the podium. Uh, who would be in a GRM Bathurst wildcard? Because uh, Barry Rogers said that a one-off return um, to Bathurst would be something that the team is interested in doing. Obviously, they've been in complete lockdown due to COVID in Melbourne. But uh, it's the, something to sort of motivate the the squad to prepare for a supercars return. Yeah, I... I... Look, I think it's fantastic. I'd love to see GRM back in. If they were going to take a year out, this was the year to do it because it's turned into a you-know-what fight. Mm. Um, uh but I love the the idea behind it. I love, you know, GRM was known as the place where you go to blood talent. You know, Bugwana, Wincup, Bright, all these guys. Tanda. Right? Tanda. Tanda, Richards, all these guys have come through GRM. Um, and so Barry's come out and said, not going to deal with, don't want the older blokes. So Stevie J, you're off the list, unfortunately. Mm. We want a junior burger. I was on the list at one stage. Just Yeah, you know. 20 years ago? Yeah. yeah I, know. I don't know. However long. Should have gone that way, maybe. Yeah, possibly. I don't know. Anyway, um, so sliding doors, Matthew. Sliding watch, doors moment. Watch Absolutely. the uh, watch the m- movie. Indeed. Um, the biggest. So I love the idea, Nimsy and Steve. The biggest challenge is gonna be who, because all the Super Two guys 
as I said earlier, Jordan Cox. I'm picking. Picked up. You're picking Jordy Cox because Love he, your work. he is. He's on their books. Uh, like he is on their books is? with TCR, TCR, and he's a, and I th- they rate him quite highly, as you and I both do, Maddie. And yep. I just think his work ethic and everything. I think they'll they may give him a chance with Dylan O'Keefe. Possibly, possibly. I mean, that's a good. Co- that that would be a uh, good but, rookie but combo. You know the hard thing though, mate. It's going to come down to money too. I think no matter what happens, yep. I know. Well, Jordy's got none. You know, and I know that GRM are great, but they still need money to run. And if they haven't got money, they'll and and there's a seat there, and and someone comes along with, hey, I'll give you 150 grand or 100 grand, they'll take it. So, so let's talk names. Let's talk names. Given that many of the Super Two guys are out, there's Jaden Ojeda, yep, Tyler Everingham. Maybe. Possibly. Showing some good pace. Josh Fife, don't know. Zach- well, he's sort of he's he's aligned with BJR, so I don't think that, that's gonna yeah, happen. That's probably not gonna happen, although they do loan drivers around. Uh Zach Best. Yeah, yeah, maybe because he's is he Eggleston? Yes. Yeah, and he's a good young kid too. He's yep. he's a hard charger, come up from Super Three, so uh here's one I like. Jalen Robotham. When you were going to say that, I, I like Jalen. I like what he did at, at SMP when the super, he was in the Super Three car earlier in the year. At SMP, it was in the top ten of the Super Two cars in a Super Three car. Mm. That to me shows raw talent and the ability to hustle a car that's not necessarily uh, up to scratch or up to speed as the cars in front. The problem is doesn't have money. Who Knowing Gary and Barry, it's that as as much as they are seen, especially Gary is seen to be the young talent scout um, that gives them the first shot brings them into the foray of supercars and and makes them something before they you know leave and go and do something else um, Jamie Wincup yeah Jamie Wincup Darth Tander <laughs> oops um, Michael Caruso you know I think Holsey uh, Holsey yeah there's a lot of them and I think that um, it doesn't matter what you say it's it's still got to be and and for them it still would be a commercial decision because they would not do it no. if they're not making any money out of it so it's it's been announced. It may this be week. a way for them, as as we talk. Sorry, Maddie, um, with the the whole TCR thing, which is don't know what's happening. That yep. may be a way for Gary to still be able to extract money out of Valvoline and give them yeah. give them yep. some uh, you know some yep. sort some of PR year. this year yeah, and and, totally and, and all their all their their, their partners, partners and whatnot. Yeah. To the next step of the podium, uh, we did touch on TCR briefly, but will there be a TCR Australia season in twenty twenty? I mean. It has been on pause since March, have not turned a wheel at all. And uh, we're currently in September. Everything's on track for the Bathurst International in November. But is there even a point of having a championship in 2020 so late Maddie, in the year? Maddie, I want your answer and my answer simultaneously in three, two, one. No. no. <laughs> yeah, okay. So I guess we're of uh, the same opinion. <laughs> How? How do you do you it? Can't, I don't think you can do it. There's no way. It? I know that we're talking about. You're not going to have a TCM season, eh? There's no chance. No, and we're not going to have a Trans Am season. We, we we had a meeting the other day, a Zoom meeting with the competitors, and we're all going, well, why would you bother? You know, we'll try and do the Bathurst International maybe as a standalone event, yep. but forget the championship. Yep. You just, we, oh, well, I'm not going to spend my money going to Tassie and just to kick around the car and have a bit of fun. It's got to be a championship or nothing, except for Bathurst or go and do Bathurst. And they can't really push it. And, and I think supercars have really 
set the standard here. They can't they can't extend the championship in 2021, the start of 2021. I don't think no. it's not no. going to work. The Melbourne teams, and that's this is the worry here. Let's let's be honest. It's the Melbourne teams that are able to to be able to get out and to come to these race meetings and and. You know, I'm not even 100% certain we're going to have a Bathurst International because I'd love to, but um, don't get me wrong, like, I'm... I'm chomping at the bit to get out in, in this XT Falcon and, and, you know, obviously help all of our commercial partners as well. But uh, I just can't see how Melbourne's going to be coming no. to a state where they're allowing people out of there in November with they're still under a level four restriction at the moment, you know. So really, uh, it's unfortunate. I don't want to be the bearer of bad news, but that's, that's just my opinion. Yep. But. Agree, and I don't want to be the total pessimist, but um, I'm usually an optimist, and I am, you know, being the optimist. In I'm hoping that we do, but just my gut feel says that it's not going to happen. I've got the weekend earmarked with leave from work, but I don't think I'm going to be spending it. Unfortunately. Which just sucks. It just sucks. But anyway. Yeah, you do have to feel sorry for the ARG categories because it really did have so much promise for this year. But uh, it is what it is. Uh, That was the podium. And that wraps up another edition of The Driver's Seat. Remember, you can stay up to date with The Driver's Seat app. Grab it on the App Store or Google Play. A big thank you to Todd Hazelwood from Brad Jones Racing to join us um, as our feature interview this week. And, of course, we'll see you next week after Townsville 2.0. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply.